Today on Commuter Bible, our time in the book of Numbers comes to a close. It's Numbers chapters 34 through 36 and Psalms 38 through 39. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. Looking back on our time in the book of Numbers, we notice a few things. First, God is faithful to keep his promises. Even when his chosen people, those whom he rescued, redeemed, and restored by majestic acts of compassion and power are supremely unfaithful, God fulfills his word. Second, God does not take grumbling and complaining lightly, punishing those who forget his salvation, choosing instead to focus on their immediate discomfort and challenges. Third, sometimes data can be boring, but when it comes to counting the blessings of God, we shouldn't grow weary of seeing his hand multiply grace upon grace. Numbers chapters 34 through 36. The Lord spoke to Moses, Command the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land of Canaan, it will be allotted to you as an inheritance with these borders. Your southern side will be from the wilderness of Zin along the boundary of Edom. Your southern border on the east will begin at the east end of the Dead Sea. Your border will turn south of the Scorpion's ascent, proceed to Zin, and end south of Kadesh Barnea. It will go to Hazar Adder and proceed to Asmon. The border will turn from Asmon to the Brook of Egypt, where it will end at the Mediterranean Sea. Your western border will be the coastline of the Mediterranean Sea. This will be your western border. This will be your northern border. From the Mediterranean Sea, draw a line to Mount Hor. From Mount Hor, draw a line to the entrance of Hamath, and the border will reach Zedad. Then the border will go to Ziphron and end at Hazar Enon. This will be your northern border. For your eastern border, draw a line from Hazar Enon to Shephem. The border will go down from Shephem to Ribla, east of Ain. It will continue down and reach the eastern slope of the Sea of Chinnereth. Then the border will go down to the Jordan and end at the Dead Sea. This will be your land, defined by its borders on all sides. So Moses commanded the Israelites, This is the land you are to receive by lot as an inheritance which the Lord commanded to be given to the nine and a half tribes. For the tribe of Reuben's descendants and the tribe of Gad's descendants have received their inheritance according to their ancestral families, and half the tribe of Manasseh has received its inheritance. The two and a half tribes have received their inheritance across the Jordan, east of Jericho, toward the sunrise. The Lord spoke to Moses. These are the names of the men who are to distribute the land as an inheritance for you, the priest Eleazar and Joshua son of Nun. Take one leader from each tribe to distribute the land. These are the names of the men. Caleb son of Jephunneh from the tribe of Judah. Shimuel son of Amahud from the tribe of Simeon's descendants. Eladad son of Chislon from the tribe of Benjamin. Buki, son of Jogli, a leader from the tribe of Dan's descendants. From the sons of Joseph, Haniel, son of Ephod, 
a leader from the tribe of Manasseh's descendants. Kemuel, son of Shiftan, a leader from the tribe of Ephraim's descendants. Elizaphan, son of Parnach, a leader from the tribe of Zebulun's descendants. Paltiel, son of Azan, a leader from the tribe of Issachar's descendants. Ahuhud, son of Shalomi, a leader from the tribe of Asher's descendants. Pedahel, son of Amahud, a leader from the tribe of Naphtali's descendants. These are the ones the Lord commanded to distribute the inheritance to the Israelites in the land of Canaan. The Lord again spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. Command the Israelites to give cities out of their hereditary property to the Levites to live in and pasture land around the cities. The cities will be for them to live in and their pasture lands will be for their herds, flocks, and all their other animals. The pasture lands of the cities you are to give the Levites will extend from the city wall 500 yards on every side. Measure a thousand yards outside the city for the east side, a thousand yards for the south side, a thousand yards for the west side, and a thousand yards for the north side, with the city in the center. This will belong to them as pasture lands for the cities. The cities you give the Levites will include six cities of refuge, which you will provide so that the one who kills someone may flee there. In addition to these, give 42 other cities. The total number of cities you give the Levites will be 48, along with their pasture lands. Of the cities that you give from the Levites' territory, you should take more from a larger tribe and less from a smaller one. Each tribe is to give some of its cities to the Levites in proportion to the inheritance it receives. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, When you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, designate cities to serve as cities of refuge for you, so that a person who kills someone unintentionally may flee there. You will have the cities as a refuge from the avenger, so that the one who kills someone will not die until he stands trial before the assembly. The cities you select will be your six cities of refuge. Select three cities across the Jordan and three cities in the land of Canaan to be cities of refuge. These six cities will serve as a refuge for the Israelites and for the alien or temporary resident among them, so that anyone who kills a person unintentionally may flee there. If anyone strikes a person with an iron object and death results, he is a murderer. The murderer must be put to death. If anyone has in his hand a stone capable of causing death and strikes another person and he dies, the murderer must be put to death. 
If anyone has in his hand a wooden object capable of causing death and strikes another person and he dies, the murderer must be put to death. The avenger of blood himself is to kill the murderer. When he finds him, he is to kill him. Likewise, if anyone in hatred pushes a person or throws an object at him with malicious intent and he dies, or if in hostility he strikes him with his hand and he dies, the one who struck him must be put to death. He is a murderer. The avenger of blood is to kill the murderer when he finds him. But if anyone suddenly pushes a person without hostility, or throws any object at him without malicious intent, or, without looking, drops a stone that could kill a person and he dies, but he was not his enemy, and didn't intend to harm him, the assembly is to judge between the person who kills someone and the avenger of blood according to these ordinances. The assembly is to protect the one who kills someone from the avenger of blood. Then the assembly will return him to the city of refuge he fled to, and he must live there until the death of the high priest who was anointed with the holy oil. If the one who kills someone ever goes outside the border of the city of refuge he fled to, and the avenger of blood finds him outside the border of his city of refuge and kills him, the avenger will not be guilty of bloodshed. For the one who killed a person was supposed to live in his city of refuge until the death of the high priest. Only after the death of the high priest may the one who has killed a person return to the land he possesses. These instructions will be a statutory ordinance for you throughout your generations wherever you live. If anyone kills a person, the murderer is to be put to death based on the word of witnesses. But no one is to be put to death based on the testimony of one witness. You are not to accept a ransom for the life of someone who is guilty of murder. He must be put to death. Neither should you accept a ransom for the person who flees to his city of refuge, allowing him to return and live in the land before the death of the high priest. Do not defile the land where you live, for bloodshed defiles the land. And there can be no atonement for the land because of the blood that is shed on it, except by the blood of the person who shed it. Do not make the land unclean where you live and where I dwell. For I, the Lord, reside among the Israelites. The family heads from the clan of the descendants of Gilead, the son of Machir, son of Manasseh, who were from the clans of the sons of Joseph, approached and addressed Moses and the leaders who were heads of the Israelite families. They said, The Lord commanded my Lord to give the land as an inheritance by lot to the Israelites. My Lord was further commanded by the Lord to give our brother Zelophehad's inheritance to his daughters. If they marry any of the men from the other Israelite tribes, their inheritance will be taken away from our father's inheritance and added to that of the tribe into which they marry. Therefore, part of our allotted inheritance will be taken away. When the Jubilee comes for the Israelites, their inheritance will be added to that of the tribe into which they marry, and their inheritance will be taken away from the inheritance of our ancestral tribe. 
So Moses commanded the Israelites at the word of the Lord. What the tribe of Joseph's descendants says is right. This is what the Lord has commanded concerning Zelophehad's daughters. They may marry anyone they like, provided they marry within a clan of their ancestral tribe. No inheritance belonging to the Israelites is to transfer from tribe to tribe, because each of the Israelites is to retain the inheritance of his ancestral tribe. Any daughter who possesses an inheritance from an Israelite tribe must marry someone from the clan of her ancestral tribe, so that each of the Israelites will possess the inheritance of his fathers. No inheritance is to transfer from one tribe to another, because each of the Israelite tribes is to retain its inheritance. The daughters of Zelophehad did as the Lord commanded Moses. Mala, Tirzah, Hogla, Milcah, and Noah, the daughters of Zelophehad, married cousins on their father's side. They married men from the clans of the descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph, and their inheritance remained within the tribe of their father's clan. These are the commands and ordinances the Lord commanded the Israelites through Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. Psalm 38 Lord, do not punish me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. For your arrows have sunk into me, and your hand has pressed down on me. There is no soundness in my body because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have flooded over my head. They are a burden too heavy for me to bear. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. I am bent over and brought very low. All day long I go around in mourning, for my insides are full of burning pain, and there is no soundness in my body. I am faint and severely crushed. I groan because of the anguish of my heart. Lord, my every desire is in front of you. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart races, my strength leaves me, and even the light of my eyes has faded. My loved ones and friends stand back from my affliction, and my relatives stand at a distance. Those who intend to kill me set traps, and those who want to harm me threaten to destroy me. They plot treachery all day long. I am like a deaf person. I do not hear. I am like a speechless person who does not open his mouth. I am like a man who does not hear and has no arguments in his mouth. For I put my hope in you, Lord. You will answer me, my Lord, my God. For I said, don't let them rejoice over me those who are arrogant toward me when I stumble. For I am about to fall, and my pain is constantly with me. So I confess my iniquity. 
I am anxious because of my sin. But my enemies are vigorous and powerful. Many hate me for no reason. Those who repay evil for good attack me for pursuing good. Lord, do not abandon me. My God, do not be far from me. Hurry to help me, my Lord, my salvation. Psalm 39 I said, I will guard my ways so that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle as long as the wicked are in my presence. I was speechless and quiet. I kept silent, even from speaking good, and my pain intensified. My heart grew hot within me. As I mused, a fire burned. I spoke with my tongue. Lord, make me aware of my end and the number of my days, so that I will know how short-lived I am. In fact, you have made my days just inches long, and my lifespan is as nothing to you. Yes, every human being stands as only a vapor. Yes, a person goes about like a mere shadow. Indeed, they rush around in vain, gathering possessions without knowing who will get them. Now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Rescue me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the taunt of fools. I am speechless. I do not open my mouth because of what you have done. Remove your torment from me. Because of the force of your hand, I am finished. You discipline a person with punishment for iniquity, consuming like a moth what is precious to him. Yes, every human being is only a vapor. Hear my prayer, Lord, and listen to my cry for help. Do not be silent at my tears, for I am here with you as an alien, a temporary resident like all my ancestors. Turn your angry gaze from me so that I may be cheered up before I die and am gone. Next up on Commuter Bible, we'll be reading from the book of Galatians. We'll cover that letter in just one episode, after which we'll begin the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is an amazing and fruitful book, and almost the entire book is a farewell sermon from Moses. You don't want to miss any of it. If you're interested in seeing what's coming up in the rest of the year, you can go to commuterbible.org, scroll to the bottom, and click Documents. There, you'll find a PDF of the reading schedule for the year. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.